Hi all, I'm Dan Smigrod, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum. Today is Thursday, November 18th, 2021, and you're watching WGAN-TV Live at 5. We have an awesome show for you today. Top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, and Pro 2 Lite camera repairs revisited. And here to talk to us about that is Mike Morse. Mike is founder, Matterfix. Uh, based in Gainesville, Florida, and uh, Mike's company Matterfix is a Matterport authorized repair partner and express Matterport repair service. Mike, good to see you again. Good to see you, Dan. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to talking about all these repairs. Awesome. Mike, I feel like we just did this show. <laughs> yeah, we did, but um, we've picked up a lot of knowledge since the last time and um, you know, some things have happened since then, us getting officially authorized from Matterport for the repair service and that. So I kind of felt like it'd be a good time to update everything. Awesome. And I, I think probably the, the list of top 10 uh, repairs has probably changed some and what the solutions are. And so, uh, so we really, we did this show in November of 2020. And uh, we're doing it again today because so much literally has changed in, in a year's time. Mike, before we jump into this, uh, to this uh, topic, top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, and Pro 2 Lite camera repairs revisited, tell us about Matterfix. Well, Matterfix was an outgrowth of uh, another business I had. Um, we had a chain of computer and phone and repair shop and tech support shops. And um, kind of as a sideline to that, we got into uh, 360 imagery originally in Google Street View. I think I met you at the Street View Summit uh, in London um, a couple years ago. And um, we realized that Matterport was a pretty important part of that um, virtual tour, uh, 360 imagery collection platform. And we got into Matterport and being in the repair business, uh, when we dropped our camera, and saw that it, you know, it was going to be a, a little more expensive and take a little bit longer to fix than what we thought it should. We went ahead and um, fixed it ourselves. And then in the, shortly after that, I had some um, acquaintances, um, other Matterport service providers who would uh, call and say, hey, this happened to my camera. And uh, we would fix, uh, we fixed multiple cameras. And then I approached Matterport about, you know, being able to buy parts and kind of on a more official basis uh, be able to repair their cameras. And over the course of a few months, we worked out, uh, an agreement and, you know, we've been fixing Matterport cameras for a year now, and we've got the official designation now, and we're real happy with, uh, with how things are going. We take care of the out of warranty cameras or emergency issues. We can usually turn a repair around, uh, in a day, we get a camera and we're usually shipping it back to cus to customers the next day. Uh, our prices are very competitive, and uh, in fact, we've even got a, um, we're trying to offer our services in other geographic areas, and we recently signed on a um, repair center operator in the UK. His name's Owen Waitman, and a lot of you probably know him. He's pretty active on the forums, but he's operating a, a Matterfix uh, license location in the UK, so we're, you know, spreading out and able to help some of those people across the pond a little bit easier, too. But, That's uh, awesome. Been, so, so uh, Matterfix, Matterfix, excuse me, is based in Gainesville, Florida. So you service yeah. the United States, or frankly, anyone that wants to ship you a camera from anywhere. Yeah, pretty much anywhere. Um, U.S. and Canada, we get quite a few. 
It's just when you go out of the country, there's the obvious logistics with customs and the cost of shipping sometimes can make it a little bit prohibitive. But I've sent cameras to Australia, New Zealand, Japan, um, different places in Europe, um, you know, obviously Canada, Mexico, South America. So, you know, we service uh, we service cameras from anywhere and we can help with the uh, customs paperwork, getting the camera, advising you how to, you know, prepare the paperwork to send the camera to us and getting it back to you. Um, but it's, you know, our primary business and most, the bulk of our business comes from within the continental U.S. And uh, who, who would have thought that dropping a Matterport camera would be a good thing, but it actually sparked <laughs> your, your new business. In yep. addition to being a Matterport service provider, you uh, have, have obviously uh, tur turned dropping a Matterport camera into a positive. Yeah, yeah. When we saw the, the you know, it's just Matterport's a great company, but they're really big and they, you know, they, it, it's not as, e they're not as nimble on some of the, especially the basic repair is a lot of what we do. Um, like I said, our thing is that we can turn the camera around quick and get it back to you. Um, that's that's kind of the niche that we're in. And so everything from Wi-Fi replacements to battery, you know, battery replacements, uh, you know, lots of different issues we can handle. Okay, well, let's, that's, that's a good segue into the uh, top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. Let's start off with number one, Wi-Fi antenna. Yeah, the Wi-Fi antenna is, and I'm sure any, almost anybody that's been an MSP for any length of time has probably dropped their camera and had the top pop off and the Wi-Fi antenna gets, uh, cable gets broken. That's typically what happens. Here is... Um, Here's your top plate for a camera, and if you look underneath the top plate, in this corner over here, this is the actual Wi-Fi antenna module. Um, for the Pro 2, it works on the 5 gigahertz spectrum. This is from a Pro 2. And then this is the cable that runs along the top of the uh, plate, and then this end actually goes down between the chassis and the outside housing and connects to the Wi-Fi chip on the motherboard. And invariably what happens when the camera falls, the top pops off and then it pulls. And usually what happens is this end of this cable just pulls off and is still connected to the board. And what you have is a bare wire here. Now, sometimes it can disconnect uh, at the Wi-Fi. It can pull off at the Wi-Fi antenna. But in either case, um, you know, typically your camera's falling over, the top's off, the case may be slightly out of alignment. Um, and the Wi-Fi antenna needs to be replaced. And you know that because when you're scanning, it takes forever for a scan to transfer from the camera over to your iPad. Um, you know, if you're on a job and it happens, you can stand behind the camera, hold your um, capture device as close as you can to the back of the camera and kind of walk around as it scans, and that will make it scan as fast as possible. Yeah, similar to that, kind of you want to hold it near the top uh, the top of your device parallel with the top of the camera. Yep. And walk around behind and that'll get you through a, a job if you, in a pinch. And then um, you can deal with getting the, um, getting the repair done. And if it's just the Wi-Fi antenna is broken and maybe the case is apart a little bit and the top's off, maybe the bottom's come off, but the camera otherwise is fully functional, um, we have a repair kit that you can order um, that has all the tools, it has the part, and we have a walkthrough video that we provide you access to, and you can do that repair yourself. It's fairly simple. 
we've sent out a number of the kits and we haven't had anybody that wasn't able to do it and it takes about 20 minutes um, but if you have other issues with your camera or you want it checked out or you think there might be something else wrong with it we don't recommend the kit we recommend sending us the camera and um, you know we'll take it all apart take the housing apart check all the components inside when we put it back together make sure everything's lined up correctly make sure the Wi-Fi signals the way it should be and then make sure there's no other issues um, because when you drop a camera you may think it's only the Wi-Fi antenna but there can be other issues with alignment and rotation and that that can you know can pop up so the Wi-Fi antenna you, you you've identified two ways to know that you have a problem uh, one is that you drop the camera and the top pops off and you actually see the antenna uh, and maybe it's not connected the way you just showed and then uh, second is experiencing connectivity issues. I, I presume that's transferring the captured model to, let's say, my iPad. Yeah, because typically with a Matterport, with a Pro 2 camera, it should take about 17 seconds for the camera to complete its rotation. And then once it says, okay, to move the camera, then it starts transferring. And the transferring process, if your antenna is, in, is normal, is working as it should, the transfer process should only take between four and seven seconds. So, if that transfer process takes longer than that, that's a pretty good indicator that's a problem with the Wi-Fi antenna. And you may, the camera may look fine, but we've also seen cameras that have been dropped or had an impact. And the cable that connects the Wi-Fi antenna to the camera gets pinched or crimped. Uh, there's a place in there where the cable runs between the outside housing and the uh, chassis of the camera. And if it gets dropped, it can pinch that cable and, you know, partially cut it off. And so it may degrade the Wi-Fi signal, but not totally. It may not be real bad, uh, but there's different degrees of it. But if you notice, you know, that four to seven seconds, if you're varying much outside of that in the time standing six feet away from the camera, four to seven seconds is what it should take when it gets done spinning for that image to transfer. If it's taking longer than that, then you probably have a problem. Could there be any other reason that would account for six feet away taking longer than four to seven seconds? Oh yeah, if you're at a, another uh, thing that can happen is if you're in a Wi-Fi congested environment, or if you happen to be in an area where somebody has a defective Wi-Fi device that's broadcasting a stronger signal than it should. Um, like I was at a trade show uh, for a, a, a business uh, associate of mine scanning some booths for him down in Orlando, and it was the um, Infocom. So you can imagine Infocom as a computer. When I looked at the uh, at my iPad of the Capture app, there was 150 plus Wi-Fi networks available in that area. And when I tried to scan normally, it was taking anywhere from 30 seconds for a minute to a minute for each scan to transfer or sometimes it would just disconnect and you'd have to you know you'd have to scan again so you can be in an area where there's problems with the actual wi-fi signal itself um, we so have that might be called a false positive you think there's a problem with your antenna but it it's really that there's so many wi-fi uh networks yeah. where you're scanning or there's there's one that's uh, perhaps not operating at spec correct yeah i had somebody contact at the contact me that was scanning some um, condominiums 
and he was having that problem and he ended up having to go around and ask everybody to unplug all their Wi-Fi devices, which isn't really an ideal solution, but he did and then he was able to scan fine. So one of those devices was probably transmitting a, you know, a, a signal defectively too strong. Uh, but we I have come remember, up with this. Mike, excuse me. I remember one of our, our members, uh, Paolo Tassolini at Tassolini uh, in the We Get Around Network forum. I seem to recall he, a long time ago, he posted about he had some connectivity issues and he started to set up some aluminum foil or something. Is, is that just uh, 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 wishful thinking? That the, the putting <laughs> no, actually, when... Yeah, when I went down to that trade show in Orlando, part of the reason was I wanted to research what could be done to eliminate that problem. And what I came up with is you can reposition the Wi-Fi antenna in a different place where it's already on the back of the camera in a certain location. And then with an iPhone, uh, one of the newer iPhones, 11, 12, 13, you can basically put it in a certain position with Velcro on the back of the camera and the the phone's antenna and the camera's antenna will line up so close that you create a, the ability to kind of almost directly transfer the signal and you totally eliminate that um, that interference problem. It's a service that we're going to offer. Uh, we do, we're doing some more testing now. It's a service we're going to offer where you would we would reposition the Wi-Fi antenna correctly, show them exactly how to position their camera, and then in addition, probably put some metal as an extra thing, put some metal or Faraday shielding right across the top there, but it'd be a little kit that um, you could use the camera normally, but it would have the ability, if you get into one of those situations, you'd be able to then switch and use your iPhone and, and keep on capturing and not have any problems. So the, the candidate for using that is someone that is scanning in a Wi-Fi intensive space, like a trade show for uh, uh, communications people. That's going to be the most obvious case, but you 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 do tend to if you scan a lot and you scan a lot in buildings that are occupied, you can run into that you know you can run into that problem at any time. Uh, and the and 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 you'll know that you have a problem because it's taking longer than four to seven seconds to transfer, and and the day before you didn't have any problem with your camera and you didn't drop it between yesterday and today. Yeah, and maybe it it even gives you disconnects if you get too far away. Uh, sometimes it won't transfer. Sometimes it can take a minute or more to transfer a scan. It, it's pretty obvious when that's happening. As long as you haven't dropped your camera and it's been working fine, and then you have that happen, then you'll know that's the cause of the problem is some type of Wi-Fi congestion. Okay. Anything else on Wi-Fi antenna issues? No, I think we covered it all of the kit, what we do, and then uh, some of the other causes that, that can, you know, cause you to have Wi-Fi signal problems. So, you know, I know you mentioned this kit, the uh, Matterport camera Wi-Fi antenna replacement kit from mm -hmm. Matterfix. Uh, I actually wouldn't know what end to use on a screwdriver. <laughs> so uh, the thought of actually opening up the Matterport camera and touching something is actually frightening to me. So I would be a candidate to, to send my Matterport camera to you. Yeah. Well, the, have you repair it. Yep. Yeah. When we get so people. What's don't the have... gray area? Okay. <laughs> I'm at the extreme where it's clear to me that I would need to send off my Matterport camera to Matterfix to have it fixed. Yep. And I'm sure that there's people who are watching the show 
who's, who say, ah, easy peasy, I open stuff all the time, not a big deal, yes, send me the kit, send me a video, send me your instructions, and I'll do it. What's the gray area? What's, you know, like if I go hiking, they tell you that the trail is easy or moderate or like super hard. What's the, what, how, how hard is it? How, what, well, what, what level? I guess if you, if you don't know, if you don't know which end of a screwdriver to use, then that might be a little bit of an issue. But we have a really detailed walkthrough video that goes step by step, and you can watch the video, pause it, do the step, and then um, you know go on to the next step. And we haven't had anybody yet who could not that we sent a kit to who wasn't able to complete it. Most people, I send the kit out and I never hear anything back, so I check back with them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I did it in 20 minutes, no problem." Or I did it in 15 minutes. Well, you know, it was easy. So um, it's great. Maybe we need the, to do a separate show, have three people. We'll have three contestants. We'll drop each of their Matterport cameras. We'll give them a kit and your video, and we'll see how long it they're, takes. They're going to have you do the repair, Dan. That's going to be the, uh, if you can do it, then then we pass the test. Yeah, that sounds frightening to me. <laughs> Top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. Number two, camera top or the bottom plates dislodge. The housing is not fitted, fitting together properly. Yeah, this one goes, this is a lot of time combined, or most commonly it's when it's combined with number one with the Wi-Fi antenna. You've dropped the camera, it's come apart. Um, but sometimes people drop the camera and everything stays together. It's working fine, but the case doesn't fit back together correctly, or the bottom has popped off, or the top is partially off. And, you know, some people say, oh, well, I just try and, you know, pull it apart and force it in. And you can do that sometimes, but you can also, those parts fit together a certain way. And if you don't take it apart partially and reinsert them correctly and then put it back together, a lot of times, uh, you know, it's just not going to be right. And so we can send out a kit if if you've even damaged, severely damaged the front housing or the back housing, um, we can send out a kit with a new housing replacement part in the, in the video and it'll show you how to just to, you're not going inside and taking the insides out of the camera. You're basically taking the housing off, replacing whatever part needs to be replaced, and then reassembling the camera correctly. And we show you how to fit everything back together. Excuse me, Mike, can you hold up what the housing looks like? What's the bottom? I got the top. I understand the top is this thin plate. Uh, I don't have a regular camera here. I've got my custom white camera, but everybody can recognize that it, the, it's on the bottom where the mount is. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a hole in the center where the clutch assembly goes through, the mount and the clutch assembly goes through, and then there's vents at the top and the bottom for airflow, and then your serial number plate is generally right here and it's just a single piece it's the exact same shape as the top housing i don't know if this helps because yours doesn't yours doesn't have all that information on the bottom yeah, so there you go so with the serial number etc yep yep okay and is is it is is this a a plate that's fitting into this well, now side. You're holding up, yeah, you're holding up a Pro One. That's a different. In the Pro One, there's the housings are built differently. Um, on the Pro One, the top, the front, and the bottom are one piece, and the back is a separate piece. And so, typically, those don't come apart when you drop them. Okay, and and uh, not to confuse our audience, but that there is not yet another Matterport camera 
and you haven't just showed us the Matterport Pro 3 because it has no. a no. it's no. you're, you're experimenting with uh, tricking out uh, in racing stripes uh, a, a yeah. Matterport camera. Yeah, that's a that's a Pro 2 with just a custom uh, paint job on the housing. So you have a uh, Matterfix has the Matterport camera housing repair kit, and it sounds like what comes in that kit will vary based on a phone call or an email exchange. Yeah, we'll typically do a phone call, email, or even a little Zoom call, and I'll look at the camera and we'll figure out what need what parts that camera needs, and we can put together a kit for them if they want to if they want to do if they want to do that as a self repair. So it, would, would it be safe to say if you drop your camera and the bottom or top comes loose and it, it looks like the antenna is still connected and it snaps together and it feels okay when it snaps together and it still scans, then you might be okay? Yeah, the, just be careful on snapping together because in order to get them to snap together, a lot of times you have to force the pieces apart and force it in and you can do some damage to the to the parts, you know, you can break some of the plastic parts in that. I always advise somebody if the top's off, but the antenna is still connected and you need to scan some more, take some duct tape and put a couple pieces of duct tape so you securely attach the top onto the camera so it doesn't fall off and tear the Wi-Fi antenna. And the bottom piece, you can leave it off, you know, while you're scanning until you send it in. It's not, it's not necessary. Funny because I I always carry duct tape with me. I I don't know why, but I, there there apparently is a use for that duct tape. Oh yeah. <laughs> Other than maybe taping the the curtains that are fluttering because there's wind coming or from yeah. the air conditioning or or, yep. or something. Yep. Uh, but there's actually a, a, a use case for the duct tape related to the camera in order to finish your scan before perhaps you either order a Matterport camera housing repair kit from Matterfix or send uh, Matterfix the camera. Yep. Anything else on camera top or bottom plates dislodging? No, that, that pretty much covers it. Top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. Number three, batteries. Batteries. Well, that could almost be number one. That was a toss up. Um, so it, the the pro one the pro one the pro and the pro two have two batteries in them. This is the newer version of the Matterport um, camera battery. So the pro two and the pro one have two of these batteries in. The pro two light has one battery. Um, it's essentially the same as the pro the pro two light is essentially the same as the pro two. It just has one battery instead of two. Um, the battery, just to give you an idea of the capacity, this single battery is about the same capacity as what an iPad Pro 12.9 inch has in it. So you actually have twice the battery capacity that's in one of the big iPad Pros inside of the Matterport camera. And the most typical, the batteries that Matterport puts in the cameras are very good quality, very seldom have I seen batteries come in where they were weak and needed to be replaced because they were like at the end of life. Um, most all the time what happens is a battery for some reason goes defective and just goes out or somebody doesn't charge their camera for an extended period of time and with these the battery packs are lithium-ion cells 
And with lithium-ion cells, you want to maintain a certain amount of voltage in there for safety reasons, because if they get too low, they can become unstable. So what's built into the battery packs is like a kill switch. So if the voltage level gets too low, it'll cut, it'll cut it off and you can't charge the battery or anything like that, but it leaves enough voltage in there so that the battery remains safe. Um, so the most common thing is somebody buys a secondhand camera that they didn't know about, you know, know there was something wrong with it, or they put their camera in the closet, it's an extra camera, they forget about it, and six months later they decide they want to scan with it, they get it out and plug it in, and either it doesn't charge, so it gives you all the lights come on and says, okay, I'm going to charge, I'm going to charge, but then it just goes to zero and doesn't charge, or a camera might charge up to 50%. Yeah, you've got full battery signal there. Um, so you're, that's telling you your batteries are fully charged. So how do I know I have a problem? What, what, what are the different indicators to know that I have a, prob a battery problem? Okay. Well, the first, the most common problem is, is you plug it in and it won't charge. Or it only charges up to 50, around 50% and then it stops. So is, is you plug it in and the lights come on on the LED panel and it says for a few seconds it says charging or it's, and then it goes back to zero and it doesn't charge uh, or it goes up to 50% and won't charge anymore that means one or two of your batteries are bad and you'll know the other way to know if it's charging is if it does a slow pulsing blue light if it's charging if it's if it's not charging or if it's full if it's fully charged or not taking a charge it's a rapid double blink it goes blink 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 that means that it's not taking a charge i'm sorry and what is the sound that it makes it doesn't make a sound <laughs> blinking lights blink blinking lights i feel yeah. like i'm watching car talk yeah yeah exactly but yeah so you have two two things one is you plug it in and it acts like it wants to charge it's at zero percent and it starts to for a second but then it doesn't it doesn't ever charge and it does that quick blink blink stop blink 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 that pattern that means your batteries aren't going to take a charge most likely and they need to be replaced or it charges but then it stops at 50 or 60 percent somewhere around there and won't charge anymore that means one of the batteries is bad does it ever show a hundred percent but when you go to scan, nothing happens? Um, I, I guess theoretically it could. I don't know that I've run into that. that. That's, not, that's not an issue. You'll, you'll clearly know from, from the battery indicator about whether you have uh, 100%, 50%, or zero. Uh, presumably, yeah. it doesn't light up at all. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I always advise is if you think there's a problem with your batteries, Plug the camera in to a charger and leave it leave it charging overnight. If you come back the next morning and you still have that same issue, then you know 100% the batteries are bad or whatever it is. Sometimes if a camera is set for quite a while, it needs to be plugged in for a couple of hours and then the batteries will gradually take a little charge and then eventually they'll come online and charge. Uh, so the safest thing to do is let it charge overnight to be 100% sure whether or not the batteries are going to take a charge. Mike, are, are these batteries off the shelf and I could just order a battery from Amazon yeah. and open up yeah. the case yeah. and put the battery? Uh, they're, yeah, they're a proprietary battery pack that Matterport has had designed for them. And they're 
very high quality. Uh, they use really good cells. Um, you can't, you know, they aren't available anywhere. Matter, you can, you know, Matterport's the only one that has them. They don't allow anyone besides themselves or us to install the batteries because if you don't do it correctly, um, you know, that can cause, that can be a serious uh, safety issue. There's some screws that go into the side of the housing. If you put the wrong one in the wrong place, you can damage the battery. And just in general, you know, lithium ion batteries are something that typically should, somebody that, that's experienced with dealing with them should be doing the installs on those. Okay. So this is, this is not a matter fix, do-it-yourself kit. If you right. have a battery problem, you really either need to send it to Matterport or send it to Matterfix. Correct, yep. So I, and I, I think I heard one, one other thing there that the, the Matterport Pro 2 and the Matterport Pro 2 Lite, that the difference between the two cameras is the Lite has one battery and the Pro 2 has two batteries. That's correct, yeah. There's... So if I bought a Matterport Pro 2 Lite camera, is there room for me to send you that camera and have you put a Pro, put a yeah, second battery in it? Yeah, that's a fairly popular upgrade that we do. We can add a second battery into it. It'll it'll operate exactly like a Pro 2 at that point. The only thing is your battery time left when you're scanning. It says you have three hours left or two hours left or whatever. It'll indicate two hours, but you actually have double that because it still thinks there's only one battery in there, although it's using both of them. But otherwise, it's 100 percent. It You know, it works like the Pro 2. If it says you have three hours left, you actually have six hours and fully charged. You'll get about nine hours when we add the second battery into a Pro 2 light. And we've done a number of those uh, upgrades. Uh, and, and then I heard this awesome, massive tip. I, I just I kind of want to repeat this because it was like such a great tip. Uh, that, that you mentioned, Mike, which, which is if you buy a second Matterport camera as a backup and you never use it and you never charge it, you may find yourself on site where you think it's been charged and you've actually discharged the battery so much so that the battery now fails and you can't charge it. So right. I guess the, the tip there is uh, if you have a second camera, uh, make sure periodically you charge it whether you're using it or not. Yeah, we recommend charging it up to 80% or so, and then every three or four months, bring it out, plug it back in, and charge it back up to um, to 80%. Can, can my camera last longer if I always charge up to 80% rather than 100%? There's that I've heard mixed on that. Um, you know, there are some people that swear that if you charge lithium ion batteries to 100% all the time, that it can shorten their life. But I don't, Matterport cameras, most everybody that operates a Matterport camera charges it to 100%, um, you know, every and uses it every day. Okay. I, so, I, I, you know, I, I think that this might be a little bit of irony here is the, the person that might need this show the most to get the advice to take the camera out of the closet and charge it periodically may not be the one who's actually watching the yeah. show <laughs> because they haven't dropped the camera to go, oh, I dropped the camera. I'm going to have a problem. No. I, the, no. the, the, key, the key thing here is so that you don't have to send the camera back to Matterport or to Matterfix for a battery replacement charge the camera. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, is, is, is there like 
one month, three months? Is there a certain amount of time where like, you, you definitely are going to have a problem if you don't charge it for a year? Yeah. You're definitely going to have, a, is there a time frame? I'd say two to three months, um, you know, charge it up 80 to, you could even charge it 100%, probably you won't hurt it. Uh, but check it every every two to three months. Okay. Anything else on batteries? Um, no, I think that covers it. Top 10 matter port Pro 1, Pro 2, and Pro 2 Lite camera repairs number four. Charger, charger port, or OELD panel. What's all that mean? <laughs> well... The charger port is obvious on the back of the camera. That's where you plug your um, that's where you plug your charger in. Yep. And then the OLED panel is just your display panel on the back of the camera there. Okay, uh, so let's let's take those as, as separate pieces. So <clears throat> I I could imagine if I uh, if it doesn't connect and I don't see any charging, what, what happens? Is that little piece recede in there sometimes? Is that what's happening? Yeah, they can go at, there can be a couple different problems and the, the just step by step, say you, you plug your camera in, plug the charger in and nothing happens. There's no display on the OLED panel, nothing changes, anything like that. If you plug it in and nothing happens, then it could be that your charger is bad the, occasionally the chargers themselves would be defective. So this, uh, this piece here sometimes occasionally can fail? Yeah, not very often, but it can. Okay. Um, and then the other thing is that, that then if, but if, you're if you confirm that your charger is good and you're still not getting anything, the next possibility is that the charger port itself has gone out. Um, it's not very common, uh, but we do, you know, we do a few of those. Uh, is this mostly related to dropping the camera? It falls on that corner, that piece pops. Yeah, I haven't seen any theme to that. It's just it, maybe they've gotten treated roughly when they're plugged in or something like that. Um, but it, you know, we've had a had a few of them where the uh, where the charger port is is out. But if you've confirmed that the charger is good and the charger port is good, and you you can still have your OLED panel itself can be out, and it gets a little trickier oh. to. Um, so the question is, which, which, where's the problem? Is the problem actually with where I plug my cable in or is it the LED? Right, yeah. Why would yeah. the LED fail? Pardon me? Why would this panel fail? Uh, it could be dropped, you know, there's, you don't know. It could be tech, theoretically, it could be disconnected. Something could come disconnected inside. Is there like a wire that connects to some kind of circuit board? Yeah, there's a... The power comes in from the charger into the main board, and then the uh, there's a ribbon cable and then some cables from the buttons that connect to the main board. Um, but the way you'll know typically your if you're if it's your OLED or LED panel that's out is if you push a button on the camera and nothing happens. Um, you you know is, that there should be some charge on the batteries, and you know the 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 batteries aren't dead but you push it and for some reason nothing comes up that's a good sign that the oled panel uh is out okay. you plug I, your charger I know this in nothing for power what's this nothing, button nothing happens huh uh, mike i know this button's to, to turn power on and off what's this button for yeah that's just your battery level indicator you can push it to check the status of your battery that's it nothing else nothing else yeah okay nothing. 
So yeah. it's possible that that this could fail or this could fail, which, which is <clears throat> probably mechanical related, meaning the, the piece gets pushed yeah. in and it has to be reattached to the housing. Uh, it's it's attached from the inside by two screws, so it just it's a part that just needs to be replaced. So kind of to recap it, if you you know your charger is good, you plug it in, and nothing happens. But if you push the battery indicator button, you still have power to the camera, and that the camera's power has has power in it. You'll know that probably the charger port itself is bad. Okay. But well, if nothing happens on the LED panel when you plug a, a good charger in. And nothing happens when you push the button. Then it's the the OLED panel could could possibly need to be replaced. So is is one of the options to to replace this before you send off the camera for repair and see if, if yeah it's the first option would be to check it. Um, if you it's pretty simple. Uh, if you have a voltmeter, you just touch it across the two ends of the plug into the camera, and it should read something. I mean, it should read fifteen <clears throat> volts, but if it reads, you know anything at all, then it's probably good. Where, where does the voltmeter get plugged in? Um, the charging tip of the, no, on the end of the uh, charger, the tip. Ah, okay. I, I told you, I don't, I have no idea like what it is. <laughs> so I, I love that you say, oh, well, if you have a voltmeter, but I, I'll presume some of our viewers are way more sophisticated than I and have a yeah. voltmeter. And if they do, then there's, there's the inside and the outside of that in order yep. to, to check. Yeah, you put the negative to the outside and put the positive, make contact with the inside and you should read 15 volts. And is that, uh, <clears throat> am I at risk of electrocuting myself with that voltmeter in this? No, not with 15 volts. Okay. The amperage is pretty low. You're not gonna, nothing's gonna happen there. Okay, so Matterfix has a Matterport camera charger port replacement kit. What, what's in that kit? Um, similar to the Wi-Fi kit, we give you all the tools you need. We give you the replacement part. And then we also give you access to a detailed walkthrough video um, where you can, uh, you know, basically just follow step by step and do the replacement. I think we sent one to Australia a couple weeks ago, and I believe everything went, you know, the guy followed up with me. Everything went fine with that. It's a fairly, it's a little bit more advanced than the antenna replacement, but it's not that bad. But the kits are, the ideal, the ideal customer for the kit is somebody who is outside of the U.S., who the logistics and the cost of getting a camera sent to the U.S. and then back is just prohibitive. Uh, if it's one of these simpler things, uh, you know, those, the kits are ideal for that, for that type of customer or for that situation. Okay, cool. Um... Top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. <clears throat> Number five, Pro 2 Lite battery life upgrade to two batteries. So I'm going to say C idea top number three, which we already covered. <laughs> Top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. Number six, unstable error. Uh, what what is that error? Is it an error message? Yeah, it's an error message. It happens while you're scanning. Uh, you complete a scan. The camera seems to be running, operating fine. The you know scan transfer is over, okay. And then 
when it's trying to align it or right after it aligns it, it'll give you a message that says camera unstable or unstable error. And it gives you the option to keep the scan or to rescan. And uh, typically what that, I think what that error was designed for, it detects if there's, if the, the tripod itself is not, maybe one of the legs is, you know, rocking, some reason it's rocking a little bit, somewhere in your mount, the camera mount, uh, something's loose, you know, something's worked its way loose or something like that. It's designed, it, it, it's detecting some instability in the camera that it thinks has to do with the, the mount uh, there. What we found though is that it, it can, that can be the cause of it. Um, quite often though, what's happened is somebody has dropped their camera at some point in time and the chassis or the clutch or something has gotten bent. So here's a, here's what's a chassis for a Pro 2 camera. You can see the, the bottom, the black, there's where the, um, the clutch, where it mount is. So it sits like this, the camera falls. And if it takes a real hard hit, this aluminum frame, um, <coughs> uh, can get bent. We see it a lot in the corners. It takes a real hard hit and it gets bent in the corner. And it, and it, at times it may not even appear to be bent. You look at it and visually it looks fine, but it's just shifted the alignment of the, of the, the sensor array or something inside the camera. And the camera's detecting that as something's, you know, it thinks, oh, unstable, where in fact, maybe it's just, it's out of alignment or something. <coughs> I, I, based on what you said, I, I would like to offer a, a tip because I know this happened to me. I did get an unstable error and, you know, thank heavens what I didn't realize when this thing had been rotating and rotating and rotating, I guess it managed to um, loosen the piece that it was connected to. And it, I was just lucky I didn't lose my, drop my camera. Yeah because I, I guess the turning going this way versus the plate that was on there, uh, something got loose. I mean, I, I, when I started the job, everything was nice and tight and that error actually saved me from losing the camera. So mm -hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't that I had dropped the camera and the plate got misaligned. It was tr truly telling me there was something going on related to the tripod. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way, you know, if you check your tripod, check your mount, base plate and then check the mount where it goes to the camera and if all that is tight and you continue to get that error then that's an indication that something else is going on in the camera and it can be the the chassis can be bent it can be the um, the clutch assembly on the bottom this is what the clutch assembly looks like so if you see you recognize this piece this is the mount here and then the the chassis sits here and this sits inside of it and this is what rotates the camera here and this can this can actually get bent um, the stepper motor which is the thing that it's an electric motor that actually turns that clutch assembly um, that can get uh, get bent or it, the way it aligns can get bent um, most most of the time what it is though is the the chassis itself or the metal frame or some component of the frame gets bent Okay. So if, if the unstable error persists, then that's telling you that there's, you know, something else going, going wrong. Uh, another thing that can happen sometimes is the clutch nut can come loose a little bit. 
there's a main bolt that goes up uh, from the mount up through the uh, through the clutch assembly and this occasionally sometimes this can loosen up and put a little bit of slack in there and that can cause <clears throat> uh, cause that error uh, okay if it goes away you're fine you know if it's just an, it just happens once or twice and it goes away it's fine if it persists then you know it indicates that something needs to be looked at okay top 10 matter part pro one pro two pro two light camera repairs number seven sensor errors yeah, what's that's... a sensor and what kind of errors do you get? <laughs> well all the cameras have what they call a sensor array and this this is a pro one from a pro one but it's similar to a pro two you have your three sets of sensors here and um, they have usb cables that connect them down to the to the motherboard and um, the the sensor errors can be the most problematic uh, or serious indicators. A lot of times at Matterfix, we can fix pretty much anything that's wrong with a camera, except we cannot repair mainboard damage if, if you rip one of the components totally off of the mainboard, or if the sensor, like one of the sensors in the sensor array goes out, we can't fix that. And in that case, it needs to go back to Matterport. And there are some sensor errors that messages that you can get that, especially with the Pro 1, that simply mean one of the cables that connects the sensor array to the mainboard has come loose. That was what, a, what, what do the error messages say? Uh, I believe it's 03 up, uh, 01 up, 02 up, uh, telling you which sensor. Uh, there, there's a number of different um, error messages, but most often it would be those and um, like I say in the Pro 1 it's very likely that one of the cables has come loose. Now if you're a, if you have a Pro 2 or a Pro 2 Lite and you get a sensor error and it persists then it's possible that it has something to do with the alignment um, you know something's bent or something's out of alignment but it's also just as likely that there is that one of the parts of the sensor array has gotten broken and if it's physically damaged and isn't operating, then the camera has to go back to Matterport for that. And do you have a list of the sensor errors? Um, there's a, quite an extensive list, but there's only a few that we see. I would say the sensor error one, three, uh, probably the most common ones. Okay. Could but you, could somebody... you post that to our discussion in the forum and just maybe the, the most common ones? Yeah, I, I could do that. They don't necessarily equate to a specific uh, thing. Okay. It's better on a sensor error if somebody messages me and I can um, ask them a couple follow-up questions because a lot of times it's it's not just that. It's something else in combination. Um, okay. And well, they aren't while we're on the topic of the sensors, uh, what's the middle row for? Well, you have, it's the same, you have three rows. The top row catches the lower one third of your image when you're scanning around. The middle one captures the middle and the bottom one is pointing up so it captures the top. Well, which ones are putting out infrared and which ones are the actual photography? Um, I believe the infrared one is the one on the left. And then the ca I believe the camera one is the one on the right. Um, there. I have and you can tell uh, another way to tell indication of a sensor problem is you can look at a model and you can see that 
either imagery or mesh is missing out of the bottom one-third of the image, the middle, or the top. And ah. An indicator that there's a problem with that particular um, sensor array. So the, the camera may still rotate. It's, it may still transfer to the matter port, to the to the iPad, for example. It may still upload fine. It may process fine. But when you look at the imagery, if if you see something that's kind of like a third that's out of whack, then yeah. that actually could be uh, related to the positioning of the sensors or the attachments. Maybe something's not attached to the sensors. No, it's, it's it, yeah, it's really indicating that there's a problem. There's something wrong with one of the sensors. The color may be missing or the 3D data may be missing, um, but that's you don't see that very often, but I have seen a few instances of that. Do you ever need to, <clears throat> excuse me, re replace the, the physical sensors, or is it really a matter of just connecting the wire, wires in the back? Well, if the physical sensors need to be replaced, the camera has to go back to Matterport because it has to be calibrated when you put a new sensor in. If you change the sensor or repair a sensor or replace a component in the sensor, the camera needs to be recalibrated, and that's something we can't do. Matterport does that. We can replace the lenses. Occasionally, people will crack the lens uh, they'll drop something on the camera or something like that and crack a lens. But we so we can replace the glass lenses on the um, on the sensors. Do you take pictures of all of these cameras that are dropped, broken, yeah. cracked? Yeah, I've got quite a collection. Maybe we get the uh, the the oops photo of the week. Yeah, <laughs> we get around network forum wganforum.com. Oops, I dropped my camera. Picture of the week. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, and Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. Number eight, failure to align error. Yep. Is, 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 that, is, that in, is that on my iPad that I'm seeing that error? Yeah, that's, on your, that's on your iPad. And um, typically what what we advise when you get that, if you're out in the field and you get that ha happening, is to go ahead and delete that scan. Well, that one won't align, so you can't, you, there's nothing to delete. But go back to your previous scan and delete it and try rescanning there and see if it goes away. See if it's something related to that particular site that you're scanning at. It can be mirrors and glass and shiny surfaces and things like that. <clears throat> but if you continue to have that issue, um, it, it in, usually indicates that there's a problem in the uh, drive mechanism of the camera and it's not rotating correctly. Like in, instead of doing a sweep, going all the way around and stopping at the exact position where it started, it'll be slightly over rotating or under rotating. We typically put a laser on top of the cameras uh, when we're doing part, as part of our testing and let it do a sweep and see how close it is at the end of the sweep to where it was at the start. And there's a certain tolerances there. And if it's out of that, then that can cause that failure to align. Well, I hear a sound that's different. No. Uh, not sure this is related or unrelated or... Uh, but every once in a while, and we get around network forum, someone posts, I hear this grinding sound. <laughs> yeah, that goes down. Isn't that, um, that's a number nine. We'll wait on that one. Okay. All right. Sounds great. So anything else on failure to align error? Um, like I said, just recapping, if you're in the field, delete some scans back up, 
see if you can eliminate the problem. It can be related to the surfaces in the area that you're scanning. Uh, but if it continues to happen, um, it, it can indicate a problem in the camera. Usually it's related to the drive mechanism and that, and it's usually fairly easy to repair. Would, would it be fair to say 90% of the time you get an alignment error, it, it really is something related to uh, um, the space because it's all mirrors, it's all glass, it's all the same pattern. The camera has been moved too far from the previous scan. Uh, the, it, there's some other issue. It's not really a, a camera failing. Uh, it's, yeah. it's just something as, as you're doing your scanning that you run into occasionally that uh, mirrors, lights, windows, glass, repetitive patterns, all uh, moving the camera too far could all con contrib contribute to getting that alignment error. Yeah, but I mean, you can have the thing where the camera tells you you're too far apart, move closer, um, the, the failure to align is almost like, hey, you know, it's just like, it doesn't even, it just failed to align, that's it, you know, then that's a little bit different message than some of the other alignments. But you're right, though, it can be related to the, um, to the environment that you're scanning in. Okay, but if you totally get stuck, it actually could be a hardware problem. Yes, yeah, if it doesn't go away and you can't clean it up by deleting and rescanning and that, if it continues, then it can, can very well be a hardware problem. Okay. Top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. Number nine, blurry images in the models, stitching errors in capture app, noisy or uh, erratic rotation. There's, there's, uh, <laughs> unpack that. There's a lot going yeah, that's on. A, that's a catch all. Um, so, one of the things you want to look at is when your camera rotates, you, you press the button and it does it stops six times. As it rotates, it should be very smooth. It should accelerate smoothly, and then when it gets ready to stop, it should stop smoothly. It shouldn't vibrate or jerk or jump, anything like that. The rotation should be, should be very smooth. Um, if you're seeing you know, something odd in the rotation, or if it's making noise, um, that usually indicates, a, you know, a problem with the, some, the drive mechanism in the camera. And the, um, the erratic rotation can also, if it's not stopping correctly, or if it's jump bouncing a little bit when it stops, that can cause a little bit of blurriness that you'll notice in the process models. Um, I've had a few cameras come in where everything seemed fine, but when you look at the models, you know, you would notice some blurriness in it, and it was because of the rotation. <clears throat> and Does that sound good? Yeah, I can't really hear it, but I'm looking at it. It looks like it's rotating smoothly in that. <clears throat> yeah, if it was bouncing or jumping or anything when it's doing the rotation that's a sign that you know there could be a problem if it's making excessive noise it's you know the the cameras can sometimes make some odd noises when they're scanning but if it's significantly louder if it persists then that can be an indication that there's a problem in the stepper motor and you know generally somewhere in the drivetrain um, oh, so so for the We Get Around Network forum members who have posted in the forum in the last seven years, I, 
I want to say this has happened maybe four times where, where somebody has posted a, where we say, could you please take a video of what you're hearing? And then what you hear is, it's like this grinding sound. It's, yeah. and it's, it's frightening. It, that's the clutch assembly stepper motor. Well, not necessarily, because we have found out that if you if you're scanning in colder temperatures, if it gets below, I've seen some cameras do it even below 50 degrees. But if you get down to in the 40s or the 30s, uh, cameras can do that. I've, I've had them before where they were making horrible noise. But as soon as you warm them up in a normal scanning environment, the noise, the noise went away. Uh, so okay. it can be temperature related, but if it's doing it at normal temperatures and it's, you know, noticeably louder, then that typically means there's something wrong, uh, you know, with the, in the drive mechanism, something needs to be adjusted or such. Okay. Anything else on this topic? Um, well, then the, the, if you notice when you look at your um, scans in the capture app, if the seams are out of alignment, um, it's not uncommon to notice a little bit of, a, of alignment issues, maybe a quarter of an inch or something where the seams come together. But if you have, you know, a couple inches or noticeable alignment errors in the, the vertical seams where each of the six pictures it takes where they're stitched together, uh, if you have noticeable misalignment there, then that typically means that there's something wrong with the something that the housing in the camera or the, the chassis bent, or, you know, something could be, there can be some com component that's kind of out of whack that's causing that. Okay. Um, um, anything else on that topic? No, I think that, that pretty well, it's kind okay. of a catch-all topic. Okay. Uh, I think we covered most of it. Uh, top 10 Matterport Pro 1, Pro 2, and Pro 2 Lite camera repairs. Number 10, excessive fan noise. <laughs> yeah, this, um, this can typically happen if you drop a camera. Um, you'll notice that you know, the camera should be very quiet. Um, now, it's not unusual for a fan to make a little bit more of a noise. But uh, if it's noticeably louder, then that usually indicates a problem. It typically, as long as it's still spinning and you feel the airflow coming out, you know, you're okay to keep on scanning. But um, if it's making a lot of noise or even kind of a grinding or sound like it's rubbing against something, then that's something that you'll want to uh, you'll want to get repaired. And there's two fans. There's the noticeable one that's under the grid on the back, the larger fan. Uh, and then there's an internal fan that's mounted closer. I believe it's mounted on the GPU. Um, uh, in, oh, so in it's the, inside. I can't see that yeah, one. You can't see it. Um, and I guess that maybe this is related because we probably start to have more and more uh, Matterport pros that are using the camera either for insurance claim documentation, being on site, fire, flood, uh, maybe a AEC in the construction space. Are you starting to see more cameras that just have a lot of dust and dirt of soot and stuff when you open yeah, them up? Not as, it's not as bad as you would think. I've had people send me their cameras that are in particular doing insurance work. And when I took it apart, it was very minor. I did have a camera come in that was doing a lot of construction 
scanning and I think it was related to demolition and that and so there was a lot of dust in there and, th and there was a fair amount of dust inside the camera but I didn't see anything that was date like it was going to make it stop working or overheat or anything like that um, maybe over time it could happen um, but the, the cameras are pretty efficient as far as you know not not getting plugged up or not accumulating dust inside them even for someone that's during doing insurance claim documentation and you're shooting um <clears throat> excuse me a house that that's burnt burned down yeah <clears throat> Uh, the, the air is dirty or you're uh, maybe you've showed up and there's just lots of dust in the air. Mm -hmm. So the, the camera will do pretty good and you, you really don't have to be all that concerned. Just, I mean, do you blow it out with a can of air? Is there anything to do or just? You could blow, try, but you're pretty much probably going to be blowing it back into the camera if you try and yeah. do that. Um, I would just look for, look at the fan. If it really starts to see, accumulate a lot of dust on it, then that might be an indicator that, okay, there could be more dust in inside. Um, it doesn't hurt to send it in. If you do a lot of that work, maybe once a year, send it in and get it cleaned out. Um, but like I say, I haven't noted, I haven't come across any cameras yet that I, when I took it apart, I was like, oh, wow, this was on the verge of, you know, failing or something. Well, if, if I have some concern, because I do that all the time, is this one of those I should do preventative maintenance and send it to you once a year or yeah. no, just waiting for there's a problem when you have a problem, then come talk to me. Yeah. If you're doing a lot of it and it's pretty, I mean, it's definitely intensive dust in that it might be a good idea to send it in once a year and just get it cleaned out and we can check everything else while we have it. Um, I'd probably be more concerned about accumulations of dust, maybe getting around the clutch assembly and, and that type of the kind of the gear parts of the camera, <clears throat> as opposed to getting, you know, accumulating on the fan or on the motherboard or that. Is there any grease inside the camera and that it needs to be greased every once in a while in the gears? No, they've, they designed that clutch assembly is designed real well. There's, um, you know, they, they grease the bearings when they put the clutch assembly together at the factory. And I have, I have yet to, repair a camera that oh wow it needs to be you know the bearings have dried out they need to be re-greased or or something like that it's it's pretty well set i mean these are cameras that have been operating for years so okay. i haven't run into an instance of, of that need you know that needing to be done okay mike we've covered top 10 i i, I uh top top 10 uh matterport pro one pro two pro two light camera repairs are, are there questions that you get asked frequently but don't show up on this list that we just covered hmm we pretty much covered uh let, i'll ask you a different question so okay. i uh, uh i've i've watched the show i've identified that i have uh i've dropped my camera and there's a likelihood that it could be wi-fi batteries charger whatever right. and uh, so I've just triaged and I'm either going to order a kit from you. So I presume I go to matterfix.io uh, and there's a shopping cart and buy one of the four uh, repair kits, Matterport camera, Wi-Fi antenna replacement kit, the Matterport camera housing repair kit, the Matterport camera charger port replacement kit. I think I said four, but there's actually three. Three, yeah. Three kits. Mm -hmm. Or uh, I really need to send you the camera. So 
Could you walk us through because it's if if my cameras failed, I need to send it in. But yeah. if it's if it's barely like it's not. I mean, I it, I mean it's almost like my smartphone. I'm going to go through withdrawal if it's if it's not <laughs> within four feet of me at all times. So. Uh, what's the process of sending MatterFix uh, the camera in Gainesville, Florida, and how quickly am I going to get it back? Yeah, the, the typical transaction works is, is such that if it's somebody that's done a repair with us before, they know the routine and that. But if it's somebody new, what typically happens is they'll reach out on a lot of times Facebook Messenger or they'll call or fill out the email form and kind of give me an idea of what's going on and I'll tell them what I think and what I, you know, give them an estimate of what I think the cost is going to be. And they may have questions about the shipping and the turnaround time. And so then I'll send them the shipping instructions. And what we advise typically is if you have your original Matterport camera box, put the camera inside there. We don't need the charger unless you wanted us to look at it for some reason. Put the camera in there. That box is great for shipping cameras in, you know, tape it up, go to the UPS store. Uh, send it to us. We give you all the instructions and in that. And we confirm when we receive the camera that we've received it. If we've discussed it ahead of time and we know exactly what it is, you know, we're just going to go ahead and repair it and, and be done with it. But um, if it involves us going in and evaluating it and we've given you an estimate, but we need to finalize that based on looking at the camera. Uh, the day we get it, we typically will evaluate it and reach out to you and say, hey, it needs this and this and it's going to cost this much. You give us the okay. We're completing the repair usually by the middle of the next day and shipping the camera back to you. Um, and so you pay for the cost of the repair and you pay for the cost of the shipping both ways. So if you're in a hurry and you want to do next day or something, it's going to be, you know, it's fairly pricey. Um, but if, you, if you're not in a hurry and you can do UPS ground, it's relatively, you know, inexpensive. And we get the camera. You've already paid for the shipping to get it to us. We do the repair. We put that on the invoice. We calculate the return shipping based on what you said. We add that to the invoice. We don't mark the shipping up. It's, you know, we have ship station, whatever it is. We email you the invoice and we mail you the, we ship the camera back out to you. So usually the day after we get a camera, it's on its way back to you the next day. Do, do I typically know, so I, I, I've, I've just watched the entire show. I know what the top 10 issues are. And if it's one of those 10 on the list, are, are those pretty much, you receive the camera, you repair the camera that day and the next, or by the next morning and it goes back the next ship the next day. Is that most much? of the time, the, the, the times when that can get a little bit trickier, if it's if the camera, if the chassis is bent or, you know, some kind of alignment error or something like that, sometimes we may need the camera for an extra day just because we need to do a lot of testing to make sure we've identified because it could be one of, you know, five different components in the camera or it could be all five or three of the five. Um, so we may need the camera for an extra day, but most of the the Wi-Fi antenna replacement, the battery replacement, the charger port, um, you know, a lot of the repairs, anything to do with the housing, anything like that, it's definitely, you know, it's going back to you the next day. Sometimes we've even, if, if a customer's in a real bind and it's not a complicated repair, a lot of times we'll ship a camera back the same day we receive it. Um, we don't like to promise that because we can't always do that, but we try and work with if somebody's in a real bind and they need the camera back, 
Um, you know, we can even complete the repair and send it back uh, the same day. Okay, I'll mention that if the repair charge is $250 or more with Matterfix, uh, you get free 12 months of WGAN TV training you in Matterport. So in the event that it is more than 250, there is a at least a little concession that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you get something that, that uh, uh, Mike and I have worked that out. Um, I guess we haven't discussed prices yet. I'd like to generally talk about ah, it. That'd be awesome. Uh, yeah. Tell me about Matterport camera repair pricing. Okay. The typical repairs run from two hundred to three hundred dollars, and that's the at the lower end. It's the Wi-Fi replacement. Maybe your camera just needs an adjustment. It doesn't need any parts. It's pretty straightforward. Um, batteries. If it's one battery, we replacing a camera is two fifty. If you have to replace both batteries, it's four hundred. And then if you get into replacing uh, the charger port, is a two hundred dollar repair. But if you uh, the OLED panel, I think is two fifty. Um, if there's multiple repairs, though, we're not going to charge you two hundred for the Wi-Fi and then another two hundred for the charger port. We're going to discount that. You probably would pay two hundred and fifty if you were doing both of those uh, items. And the ones that get a little bit more expensive, obviously, if you need both batteries done, that's four hundred. If you have to have the chassis replaced or the clutch assembly or the stepper motor replaced, those get up in the three to as high as $400 range, depending on what all needs to be done. Because in those cases, the camera has to be totally disassembled completely and then put back together. And it's just more, more time consuming. So I send you the camera. Let's just say there, I, I did a really good job dropping the camera and, and I got a lot of repairs and you come back and you tell me it's X and I go, well, uh, I think I'd just rather buy a new camera. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you buy broken Matterport cameras? Yeah. Yeah. First of all, too, when you send us a camera, you're not obligated to get it repaired. We We'll let you know what the price is, what we think it's going to be before you send it in. We'll give you a firm estimate when you send it in. If you decide that it's not worth it or, you know, at some point it might make more sense to send it back to Matterport and do the RMA process and get one of their refurbished cameras. So we're always going to let you know that. And uh, <clears throat> we do buy cameras um for parts or if somebody's getting out of the business or they just like i don't really want to invest that and the camera's good enough for we it's in good condition but just needs a repair we'll buy it for resale um, we also take trades too if you got an old pro one laying around and you've got a matterport pro 2 that you need to get a repair on um, we'll give you a trade-in value that you know you can get your repair done in your Pro 2 for free and maybe even get a couple hundred dollars back depending on the condition of your Pro 1. So we take cameras in on trade. Um, <clears throat> we do the repairs. We also sell um, refurbished cameras or cameras. We call them certified pre-owned. Uh, if we have a, uh, an opportunity to buy a camera that we think is in good condition, um, we'll buy it and go through it and test everything and tune it up and make sure you know all the components are, are right and then we'll sell it um, typically with a six-month warranty. Cool. So if I have a Matterport camera and I want to sell it, I can talk to Matterfix. If I have a broken camera and I want to sell it, I can talk to Matterfix. Yeah. If I want to buy a used, forgive me, was it a pre-owned? It's a yeah, pre-owned, used. We call them pre-owned. <laughs> a pre-owned. Certified pre-owned. Certified pre-owned with a six-month Matterfix warranty. 
Yep. I, I can talk to you about buying buying a used camera. Yep. I yep. can talk to you about buying a used Pro 1, Pro 2, Pro 2 Lite, Pro 2 Lite with two batteries in it. Mm -hmm. Yep. And and maybe one with racing stripes because you, you were starting to show us a, a case that you're, you're, you're working <laughs> on in terms of... Uh, yeah, we're doing some hydro dipping of some cases and it comes out, it looks really, really sharp. We have to test to make sure that... You want to hold it up? Pardon me? You want to hold up your camera? Yeah. Yep. And I don't know that it's going to show well. This is a Pro hydro. 2, um, and it has, you might be able to see it, it has a carbon fiber pattern. You can yes. see, maybe you can see it now. Yes. It really looks, uh, looks good, and we can do this in different colors. Um, so it's been painted, automotive painted, hydro dipped, and then an automotive clear coat put on it. Um, and um, we can do these in, um, in different colors. And uh, we're, we're testing, though, to see, make sure that there's no problems with the reflectivity. And when you're scanning, does it change any of the, does it do anything to the images in the model? So um, I want the We Get Around Network blue. That's a possibility. Oh, yeah. And, you're, and if you're I want it wrapped with some logos, that. that's a possibility, too? Yep. going to yeah, trick out our Matterport camera. <laughs> yep. Um, uh, if uh, if I'm in the UK or I'm in Europe or I'm in Asia, should I be? Do I still go to Matterfix.io, but I'm sending the camera to a different location? Uh, yeah, you can message us through Matterfix.io, and we'll point you. You know, we'll suggest that uh, you can contact us in the US. In the US, it's myself and Dylan, and then in the UK, it's Owen. And, um, you know, we try and work with people to see what logistically would be the best place that they want to send their camera. Uh, so for obviously in the UK and then, um, you know, some of the other European countries, it, it, it's reasonable to send your camera to the UK. I mean, with the Brexit, it's not quite as good as it used to be, but it's still better than coming all the way to the U.S. for a lot of people. Okay. Uh, and then and, us and of course, you have your, your, your three uh, do-it-yourself do kits as well that may take care of the problem. Yeah, exactly. um, uh, Mike, is there is there a topic we haven't discussed that we should be before we say bye? Is there something else that we should be talking about? Um, I don't know if I mentioned or not, but we warranty all the repairs we do for one year. Um, so you get a Wi-Fi antenna replacement or a battery replacement or anything done. If something goes wrong with that, um, you know, we're going to we're going to replace it or fix it or whatever we have to do for you. Now, if you drop your camera and it breaks again, our warranty doesn't cover that, but we hope you'll send it to us so we can fix it again for you. Okay. And if my camera is still within a Matterport warranty? Mm -hmm. Well, we typically, if, if it's a warranty issue um, and you still have the Matterport warranty, I would definitely, we would suggest reaching out to them and, and discussing getting it taken care of by them because they're pretty good. Their warranties, they'll, they'll typically take care of stuff and, and not charge you. Now, if you've abused your camera or dropped it in a swimming pool, they might, you know, there might be an upcharge or something have like that. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, twice. No, once in the swimming pool and once in the ocean. And when that happens to your camera, it's toast. You're, you, there's no fixing it. You, you better go, call Matterport and hope that they'll work with you and uh, get your replacement. And, wow. Any, any other wacky uh, things that have happened to Matterport uh, Pro cameras? 
No, I mean, the, the fairly common thing is basically a camera falling down a flight of stairs or falling out of a truck. I think we had one that fell out of a truck, and uh, it was definitely uh, definitely messed up. But believe it or not, the one that fell out of the truck, we you know took it apart and replaced the stuff that was bent and put it back together, and it, it was working fine. I, I, I could see uh, having the camera tumble down the, the, the steps. I'm not sure I could understand how the camera ends up in the ocean. <laughs> Yeah, well, I think they were probably scanning and uh, it fell overboard. I think they were scanning on a ship or something like that and it fell overboard. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, my it, gosh. That's yeah, that unbelievable. Would a, that would be a sinking feeling when that happened, I'm sure. Yes, uh, pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, thanks for so much for being on the show today. Okay, great. Thank. Good, go, glad to do it. Good to, good to talk with you, Dan. Thank you, Mike. We've been visiting with Mike Vorce. Mike is the founder of MatterFix. Uh, MatterFix is based in Gainesville, Florida, with a, a sister uh, company, MatterFix UK, uh, outside of London. And uh, uh, you can visit uh, matterfix.io for all your follow-up questions, shipping information. Uh, Mike is active in the We Get Around Network forum, wganforum.com. Uh, his member name is Matt is at matter fix. Uh, and uh, uh, thankfully, Mike uh, tends to answer all the questions that people have about something's happened to the camera and, and, you know, chi chimes in there. Anyway, that's what Mike, we're here for. Yep. Th thanks again for being on the show for, for Mike in Gainesville. I'm Dan Smakeride, founder of the We Get Around Network Forum, and you've been watching WGAN-TV live at five.